and Tyler off to friends' houses when they'd wanted to stay and say happy birthday to Lydia. Wouldn't Lydia have preferred to see the children rather than have everything arranged just so? Amber tucks her hair behind her ears and pulls a loose thread from her sleeve. Please say it wasn't about her. Jeez Louise, says Susie, she'll be working late. You know how she loves those dogs. Why isn't she answering her phone? says Amber. I didn't wrap her present. Think she'll mind? Susie snaps off the end of the carrot with her front teeth. The teeth are strong and white, but irregular. They strike an attitude. I'm not trying to worry anyone, says Tevis. She puts the crystal back in the pocket of her tailored jacket. She's a realtor and has to look smart. It's not who she is, it's what she does as she herself has pointed out many times. But this is a town full of sceptics, people who buy into all that bricks and mortar and white goods fandango, instead of having their chakras cleansed. Seriously, says Susie, you're not. She loves Tevis. Tevis has no kids, so you talked about other stuff. Susie has four kids, and once you talked about those, and then talked about the other mum's kids... It was time to head home and pack sports gear for the following day. Tevis being childless meant you felt a bit sorry for her and a bit jealous. Probably the same way she felt about you. She could be dreamy, or she could be intense, or some strange combination of the two. And she was fun to tease. Remember what happened last time? says Tevis. Last time what? You had a premonition? Is it about Lydia or not? Amber, she is pretty sure, knows Lydia better than the others do. She got friendly with her first, nearly three years ago. I don't know, says Tevis. It's just a bad feeling. I had it this morning right after I got out of the shower. I had a bad feeling in the shower this morning, says Susie. I felt like I was going to eat a whole box of Pop-Tarts for breakfast. How late is she anyway? God, an hour and a half. Amber looks wistfully at the silver cake forks, fanned out near the centre of the table. They were nearly black when she found them in the antique store over on Fairfax, but have cleaned up beautifully. And guess what, said Susie. I did. The whole freaking box. Tevis takes off her jacket. The air always gets like this before a thunderstorm. What? says Susie. It's a beautiful evening. You're not in Chicago anymore. I'm just saying, says Tevis. She fixes Susie a stare. Come on, Tevis, don't try to creep us out. The cucumber sandwiches are beginning to curl at the edges. It is kind of dumb, Amber knows it, to have English high tea at seven in the evening. More like 8.30 now. Yeah, let's just hear it, girl. The last time you had a premonition... Susie begins at her usual rat-a-tat pace, but suddenly tails off. So you do remember, says Tevis. She turns to Amber. Please try not to be alarmed, but last time I had a premonition was the day Joe Linda's little boy ran out into the street and got hit by the school bus. And you saw that? You saw that ahead of time? Tevis hesitates a moment, then scrupulously shakes her head. No. It was more like a general premonition. 
And that was what, two years ago? How many you had since then? Amber, her anxiety rising, glances at the Dundee cake, enthroned on a glass stand at the table centrepiece. It is mud brown and weighs a ton. Lydia mentioned it one time, a childhood favourite, and Amber found a recipe on the internet. None, says Tevis, until today. You never get a bad feeling in the mornings, says Susie. Man, I get them like every day. Amber gets up and starts washing the three dirty wine glasses. She has to do something, and it's all she can think of except, of course, calling Lydia again. But when Lydia strides through the door, that swing in her hips, that giggle in her voice, Amber doesn't want to feel too foolish. Damn it, I'm calling again, she says, drying her hands. There's no reason why it should be to do with Lydia.